is Stephanie Schwartz, and I'm the Director of Women's Ministry at Compass Bible Church in Aliso Viejo. Welcome to our Women in Faith podcast, where we've been talking about the topic of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I'm here again with my friend Sharon Canavo. Hi, everybody. And Sherry Altman. I love doing this. <laughs> <laughs> And we're looking at the topic of anxiety. As we've said before, we feel like we've all battled anxiety ourselves. And as we've worked with so many women, we see that women battle anxiety. And at the same time, Jesus tells us in his word that we are not to be anxious. At multiple places, Mm -hmm. we see the Bible telling us, even the Apostle Paul telling us, do not be anxious. For anything. Uh, Yes. (laughs) We're not to be anxious. So it's something that we have to tackle or overcome. Mm -hmm. We can't just let it linger there. And in our last episode, we talked about the fact that uh, sometimes we call conviction from God's spirit anxiety. Uh, There is this anxiety that comes from our disobedience. uh, When we're people who love God and want to follow God and Mm -hmm. we don't do what he wants us to do, uh, we feel that anxiety. Uh, we talked about the fact that often we do the things we're not supposed to be doing. And we looked at that last time, those sins of commission. And this time we want to look at sins of omission when we are not doing what we're supposed to be doing and how that can create that feeling of Mm -hmm. anxiousness, anxiety, conviction within us. Um, so some of the things we, uh, were thinking about that we know we should be doing and we don't do, uh, have to do with our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And probably the number one thing that we know we should be doing, I think all Christians would agree that we should be doing is praying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how often do we feel anxious or we just don't feel good because we're not praying? Yeah, we so haven't made true. that connection with God for the day. Yeah, God's yeah. spirit mm-hmm. convicts us. Yeah. We should be praying. Mm-hmm. We haven't been talking to him and we have all sorts of reasons that we don't talk to him. Yeah. But then we, you know, lay our heads down on our pillow at night and we feel like, "Oh, I'm just so anxious and I have mm-hmm. so much anxiety in my life and it's because we aren't talking to him." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we become a very task-oriented generation, and we have our task lists, and we have to get everything done, and we become very self-reliant in that. I'm guilty of that. I have to really purpose to take that time to pray to God. And I just had a a situation happen where I um, made plans to take my whole family over to Italy for Mm -hmm. a destination wedding. Mm And the entire time I was anxious because I really felt like I had not laid that before the Lord the way that I should have done. And yeah. it was it was an interesting experience yeah. to go through that. And God was gracious and kind and everything turned out beautifully. And we landed safely and um, came home safely and um, God blessed it, but... It was a good reminder Mm. for me Mm -hmm. that, you know, I cannot just power through and make choices and decisions on my own. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not only a self-sufficient society, but as women, we're very relational. And so um, often we want to talk to other people about our issues or our problems or things we're upset about. And, um, you know, people know us, but they don't know us like God knows us. And I think that when we go to God and we pour our hearts out to him and connect with him 
and have a conversation with him, it's a different story because yeah. he knows us so intimately and we never have to feel like I say something and he never understood what I said. I don't know if you talk to a friend and then she says something to you and you're like, I, she literally had no idea what I just said to her, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because we, our innermost being, we want to be known yeah. and we want to be completely understood. Right. And the only person who can really do that is God. And I think when we do connect with God through prayer, we have this peace and a lack of anxiety because we feel fully understood. Yeah. yeah. And we know the Bible commands us to pray. First uh, Thessalonians 5, for example, you know, there's a command in there. We're to pray without ceasing. As Christians, we're in this new relationship with God. Mm -hmm. We have this relationship with God through Christ. And, you know, when we don't pray, we're just ignoring that relationship. Yeah. You know, we're just blowing, blowing that him off. Yes. <laughs> we are blowing yes. him off. Yeah. It's a father-child relationship. And, and how would we feel as parents yeah. if our kids never came to talk to us right. and to confide in us and yeah. to ask us you know, what they should do, just the simple things in life that we appreciate. Yeah. It's and like, it, yeah, it's like we want to be spiritual teenagers. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. I got this, mom. I don't need to talk to exactly. you anymore. I got this, dad. And you know how teenagers can have what we feel is kind of like an arrogance. Yes. Yeah. You oh, know, like, I know when, it all. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> you know, the day will come when you see. And, you know, I mean, we can have that arrogance mm -hmm. too when yeah. we basically say to God, I got this. That's, That's right. True. You know, mm -hmm. I know what I'm doing. I got my day. I got this. I got mm -hmm. my to-do list. I'll talk to you when I need you. Exactly. That's just the mentality that we get with prayer is that king on a string that we pull it when we're in need. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I know I have been in that position before where, you know, I've talked to God or I'll, I'll talk to God, connect with God because I know I'm supposed to. But then when something happens, you get that bit of information, that news, and you find yourself falling mm -hmm. to your knees before God, Absolutely. saying, God, pouring yourself out before him. And then that shame that comes mm -hmm. because it took that to get you to that place. Right. I have totally felt that. Like, why was I not doing this before the crisis? And yeah. honestly, that is the value of the crisis in our life. Yeah. You Amen. know, yes. it does drive us back to yeah. our knees and back to where we're supposed to be. Yeah. But if we can acknowledge that anxiety we feel on a daily basis as sin and that it's for our good to go to God in prayer. We're yeah. not doing him good in the sense that he needs our prayers in order to know how to orchestrate our right. lives. That's mm -hmm. true. You yeah. know, it's the fact that that is our tool God has given us to establish peace in our lives. Right. Yeah, what if our anxiety drove us to prayer just like our crisis drives us to that prayer? That would be a I great do. use of that mm -hmm. anxiety, anxiety or that right. conviction. If we said, when we feel that, mm -hmm. we're going to turn to God. Yeah. We're going to talk to God that. about I this. I think I'm going to purpose to remember <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Suddenly we won't feel anxious anymore. Should we stop right now <laughs> oh, no. and pray? All my, yeah, yeah. All my anxiety went away. Yeah. 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 Love it. It does. Yeah. It's replaced with the peace mm -hmm. that surpasses all understanding. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. even just the little things, you know, it's that constantly giving up to God, the things in my day, the things that I know are going to come that I can't control the surprises, the disappointments, the struggles. Yeah. And I've, totally. if I've gone kind of like that, um, I don't know, sorry to say, but it's like that cup of coffee in the morning. It just gets me started. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's I'm not comparing you, Lord, to coffee, but the coffee just saying. gets me to my Bible. 
Yeah. It often does get yeah. me up to my bowels. So right. true. And that's another one. And that's speaking okay. of your morning, speaking of starting, speaking yeah. of your Bible, we can feel convicted. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. do feel convicted. Oh, yes. We can Absolutely. feel anxiety when we're not reading our Bibles. Very true. You know, God mm-hmm. tells us that he communicates to us through the scripture. Mm-hmm. And that's the means that he's chosen to communicate directly to us. Mm-hmm. And when we blow that off. Yeah, we are missing out on his wisdom. Y- yeah. It is and that conviction yeah. comes too. And you might be mm-hmm. saying, I don't know why I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And someone might ask you, you know, have you spent any time and go, oh, I don't have time. Yeah. You know, that's... I just can't get to that or, you know, it's boring mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And we we don't do what we're supposed to do in reading God's word. And there's yeah. a, a sense of conviction or anxiety that results yeah. from that. It's like even um, if you get busy and you skip breakfast and all of a sudden you skip lunch around two o'clock, you're feeling anxious yeah. because you haven't fed your body what yeah. it needs physically. And it's the same with God's word. Totally. I think we can feel spiritually anxious in the sense that there's a great loss in our life because we have not gotten the fuel of God's word to sustain us. Yeah. 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 And it's crazy how we won't miss those physical meals, but we'll definitely go without the spiritual meal in God's oh, right. word. Yeah. Right. We can do just fine without mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So yeah, I, but we do re- suffer the consequence of yes. conviction because yes. it and is the conviction a spiritual comes, discipline God yeah. has asked us to do, and when right. we don't do it, we suffer loss. Right. And that loss. I remember a little story um, about a man saying, "I don't read my Bible because I don't get anything out of it." Mm. And uh, one of the mm-hmm. a man standing with him says, "Well, did you have breakfast yesterday?" And he said, "Yeah." He said, "I had breakfast. What'd you have?" I don't remember. And he says, yet it nourished you. Oh, that's good. And I think that's how we have to see the word of God. Yeah, absolutely. We're wanting some, you know, spectacular experience Mm -hmm. when we open the word of God, rather than just Mm -hmm. saying, you know, because of my relationship with God, because he calls me to this, because Mm -hmm. this is the way that he communicates with me, I will be in his word. Yeah. Yeah, And it's like having a separation from the one that you love and getting a letter and never opening the letter and wondering why you don't feel connected to that person. Maybe yeah, he's in the yeah. military, you know, and right. and every day you, you think about the letter and you talk about having the letter, but you never open the letter. Right. And by not doing so, you lose a, a great sense of connection yeah. to, you know, to God, to that yeah. loved one. And, you know, we speak about prayer and it's so connected to the word, Yes, you know, for us to open our Bible Absolutely. and start with prayer and yeah. then pray through as we're reading the Bible. I know a lot of times People feel like they're checking the box. Okay, I got my reading done. Yeah. Now I'm free to go. Yeah. And they really didn't get anything out of it. And I think, you know, it's again, that can even leave us feeling anxious. Right. So yeah. I think we have to purpose to combine our prayer and yeah. our Bible time yeah. so that we are getting something out of it. Yeah. yeah. To, to pray before Lord. you open the Bible, yeah. you know, right. God feed me today with right. the exactly. food that I need today. Yeah. 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 And you know, just like difference. there's different um, different vegetables that grow in different seasons mm-hmm. of our life that God knows that there's certain nutrients that we need in certain seasons of um, the year. I always thought that was so interesting. And I think God's word is often like that where there's seasons in our lives where we need certain um, convictions from God's word. We need certain encouragements from God's word. And we, by allowing even seasons of our life to go by, we're not getting those nutrients that we need for that day. Yeah, that mm-hmm. happens in church as well. 
Yeah. I mean, how many times do we sit in church and think, uh, does somebody have a microphone in my house? Because that was exactly mm. what so I needed. Right. And then I can talk to my friend who's dealing with something entirely different and they're going through the same thing. How did he know that's exactly what I needed today? That's the work of the Spirit yeah. through the Word. And you bring up the a next mm-hmm. area, which is super important, and that is, you know, God calls us to be a part, a, a participant in a church. True. And, you know, when we're not doing that, as God's kids, he says we all need to not forsake the assembling Mm -hmm. together of the brethren. We need to get together and fellowship together and learn together as a church. And often we blow that off. Mm -hmm. People blow that off. And then there's that conviction that comes and that anxiety that comes because we're not a part of a good local church. Yeah, Mm -hmm. a body of believers. I mean, it's so important. And I think our media today, because it's so easy to get on and watch a sermon Mm -hmm. uh, that we feel like we checked that box and we didn't. Right. It's the assembling that God wants us to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it just, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when you're there, like you said, listening in your seat, when you feel like yeah. your pastor is talking about you, yes, you feel like somebody mm-hmm. told him, you know, <laughs> or Who like gossiped? you said, there was a hidden, <laughs> hidden microphone or whatever yeah. it is. But you know, it, it's it's different when you're sitting there with a community of believers. Mm-hmm. You have other believers there who are indwelt with God's Holy Spirit. Yeah, you're sitting there mm-hmm. at this place in this event that God has orchestrated for us to hear from him. And it's just not the same as when you tune in online and you no, watch it, it online. No, and you don't have the sacraments available to you like right. communion. Yes. And watching people get baptized, it's so exciting to see the, how the Spirit has worked in people's lives. Yeah. And it gives you hope for the people who are not yet saved Yeah, because right. you realize that God is working. It's just a place where we can be... Um, not only engaged, yeah. but we can understand the whole community sense of what God is doing as a whole in the church. And I think it's also important for us to understand that when we attend church, we are supporting our pastor and yeah. we're supporting you know, the people that have done the work to see church right happen. Yes. You know? hmm. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's something too. I mean, when we study the Bible, when we read the Bible, when we read it on our own, it's great, and we need to be reading it on our own, but we also need the instruction of people who have been trained mm-hmm. to study the Bible yeah. and who spend countless hours studying this material. And preparing. Yeah, yeah. to explain it to, to us in a way that's life-changing. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, both mm-hmm. of those things go hand in hand, and we can't pick and choose the ones that we want. We've got to do things the way God's designed. And when we don't do that, we mm-hmm. can feel convicted. We can feel anxious and we can, mm-hmm. you know, misinterpret that anxiety when we don't really check ourselves and say, am I in prayer continually? Right. Am I in God's right. word? Am I regularly attending church? That's and right. the last thing we need to do is take a pill, you know, before we're praying, reading mm-hmm. our Bible and going to church and serving in church as well. That's Mm -hmm. another area that God calls us to. He calls us all as necessary parts of his body. Mm -hmm. It says in 1 Corinthians to be serving. And that's something that, you know, we can blow off as well. And then we feel that conviction. We feel Mm -hmm. that anxiety because we're not serving as God's called us to. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and I think that serving is such a benefit to us. It, you know, here we are serving others and yet we're benefited because that's where we make our connections, yeah. our friendships. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, because I'm involved in a home fellowship, I do lunch with my home fellowship on Sundays after church and I look forward to it each week. It's so fun. Um, but it's also a way of getting ourselves out of ourselves, you know, yeah. and, and getting into you know, the lives of other people. Yeah. yeah. And the conviction of not doing these spiritual disciplines yes. is actually God's gift to us. Absolutely. Like we were talking about earlier yeah. where, you know, um, God knows how much we need this. And um, it's just the conviction's a reminder. We need to respond rightly to those reminders from God of how crucial these different elements right. of the Christian life are to us yeah. on a weekly I mean, basis, yeah. not yeah. when it's convenient. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are... Those are all um, spiritual disciplines yes. that we are required to do. And I, you know, I love Jesus's command to us or his, his analogy, really, when he uses the house built on the sand versus the house built on the rock. And um, what he says is the person that hears the word and does it is one who is building his house on a rock. Mm-hmm. And the storms come, the rains fall, and the house does not fall. But right. if they don't do it, you know, the house is crumbling. And I think we experience that crumbling. That's what anxiety is about. Yeah, yeah and I, I like the word discipline in the sense that it's work. Yes. People yeah. want all these things to be easy. Yes. They want to feel good when they right. have prayer and feel good when they study the Bible. Often studying the Bible isn't a feel-good experience. Right. It's mm-hmm. a, you know, now, oh, my goodness, I never had any idea that right. I was doing that wrong yeah. or I should be doing this, and it's yeah. a discipline. But we certainly feel that way when we are on a diet and yeah. we, it's a discipline. It's work to or, not eat yeah, the things we want to eat. Right. And yet, whatever. it's what we need. And, yeah. and when we do uh, follow through with the discipline, we we are enabled to be so much more effective mm-hmm. in the things totally. that we do. And that gives us that peace and yeah. lack of conviction and anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. And then I think it's important that we talk about, you know, another area that can create a feeling of anxiety in us or a feeling of conviction in us. And that is when we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing in our call to forgive, mm-hmm. yeah. to forgive one another and not to hold on to a bitter heart mm-hmm. and how that unforgiveness can create just so much anxiety in our hearts and our minds. And, you know, it- if there are two people in a room, there's bound to be conflict. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just we're all going to deal with, women. with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I should say if two women drama. are in a room. Yeah. Yeah. But I think all the things we're talking about, going to church and serving, we're in relationships with others. Yeah. And I know a lot of people, some people have abandoned going to church because of uh broken relationships. Yeah. yeah, I think it unforgiveness affects literally every one of these other disciplines right? because we tend to be angry at God for allowing certain things in our lives. Yeah. We can unfor- not forgive God in our hearts. I mean, right. it's, we don't have to forgive God, but there's a sense of unforgiveness for things that God's allowed in our lives and just being resistant to God's word when we read it because we're not forgiving yeah. someone mm-hmm. who's hurt us. 
yeah. holding on. It's true. That bitterness mm-hmm. builds up in our hearts yeah. when we haven't forgiven. I think it affects every part of our spiritual lives. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think forgiveness <clears throat> is just so critical to Christian life mm-hmm. because our entire relationship with God is based on forgiveness. Yes. And, you know, as people who have been forgiven, for every sin that mm-hmm. we've committed against a holy God, he just doesn't give us permission to withhold forgiveness from others. And yet we so often want mm-hmm. to go there. We yeah. feel justified in withholding forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And oh, we do. I think that's culturally yeah. where we've gone, right. that it's acceptable to yeah. do that and that we're just in doing that. Yeah. And yet the Bible teaches us exact opposite, right? that we have to restore. Yeah. So let me ask you, um, I know I've met with plenty of women who have dealt with this, but let's say that there's someone who has been sinned against by somebody else and they're holding on to unforgiveness right now and they know it's creating anxiety in their life. It's, mm-hmm. it's God's spirits convicting them of this, you know, unwillingness to let go of that bitterness or that hurt or that anger. How would you counsel them? What would you say to her right now? You know, again, someone has done something unjust to you. Mm-hmm. You're feeling angry. You're feeling bitter. You're feeling hurt. You don't want to forgive, but you know that God's calling you to. What do they do now? I mean, my first counsel to them, and I've had to do this myself <gasps> many times, is that you have to go to them and talk to them. Mm. You, you know, and it's, yeah. Talk about anxiety. I know that's, yeah. Yeah. It, it yeah. brings up a <laughs> it lot of its anxiety. own anxiety <laughs> and you, you know, but the, the interesting thing I think is that when you go to another person and, um, share with them what your feelings were, what happened, why you feel the way you do, and that you have been angry with them, I think they appreciate it for the most part. I, I've been amazed to see how many of my relationships, when that has happened, have grown rather than depleted. So what would have been a non-existent relationship becomes an even better relationship because I was courageous enough to go and share with them. Yeah. And I just think that's primary, and it's what the Bible tells us to do. Go to your offended brother. Yeah, and and I think you have to help them look at how that offense, how they would view that offense if they had done that to somebody else. We're so quick to give ourselves grace, and then we're so slow in giving that grace to other people. And to realize we've all done that, and if we haven't, it's but for the grace of God that we have not. Yeah. And to just look first at our own sin and our own shortcomings and how easily we could have done that if we have not. Yeah. And And that helps you come in a a spirit of humility before you even go and talk to that woman. And maybe you can let it go. You know, I've often talked to women, especially in regards to their husbands, and they've just held these things for years. Um, And it's just like... But how many things have you done to your husband? Right, right, right. You know, yeah, let's totally. look at the things and that we say, and and can can we just not let that go? Right, yeah. Right. And then even beyond that, you go to Matthew eighteen, and we yeah. learn about the wicked servant. Right. And when we look to what God has done for us, mm-hmm. so much that we could never pay him back. Mm -hmm. And then we are holding a grudge for something that is so minute in the 
uh, face yeah, of yeah. what Christ has right? done for and us. And love overlooks offenses. Yeah. That's yeah. what real love is. Yeah, amen. And God, if we're God's kids, he's mm-hmm. going to convict us right. when we're unforgiving because it's Absolutely. a big deal to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, as you said, Matthew 18, uh, Matthew chapter 6 Uh, You know, Jesus said, if you forgive others, your father will forgive Mm -hmm. you. And if you do not forgive others, neither will your father forgive you. This is a huge deal thing. I mean, we could really talk about unforgiveness for a long time. But, you know, there is that conviction, that anxiety Mm -hmm. that comes from an unwillingness to forgive other people. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, we have really uh, used up our time already. So we need to wrap it up. I just want to thank you guys so much for listening, and hopefully you'll be encouraged that if you're not doing the things that God's calling you to do, mm-hmm. if you're not praying regularly, reading your Bible, attending church, serving in church, mm-hmm. and forgiving your brother, your sister, mm-hmm. another, the way that Christ has forgiven you, you know, respond to that. Do the things that you know you need to be mm-hmm. doing, and Amen. you know, see if that doesn't relieve some of the anxiety that Absolutely. you're experiencing in your life. Well, thanks you guys so much for listening. We're going to continue this topic of anxiety. And next time we're going to look at anxiety that results from fear. So tune in next time. Yeah. And have your friends tune in. (laughs) And again, thanks for listening. Thanks.